You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In today's program, Father Paul explores the functionality of biblical names in the genealogy presented in Genesis chapter 4. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Now, I'm going to go in detail in the names and show you how it is handled in the text. Very powerful. Let me read it in English. To Enoch was born Irad. And Irad was the father of Mehujael, and Mehujael the father of Methushael, and Methushael the father of Lamech. Clearly, the first one is in the passive, meaning that Enoch did not give birth. Irad was born to him. Whereas the following three gave birth. That's the original Hebrew. Okay, so what do we do with that? We notice immediately that the following three after Irad are eliminated. They don't appear anymore in the genealogy of Adam because their meaning is negative given that the action is negative meaning that the father is not supposed to give birth to the son. And somehow the text is telling you that he did, he was the father of his son directly. Behujael, Mehuyael, means what he undertakes will be erased they will erase what he undertakes. Metushael means what he asks for will die, reflecting the biblical end of the city founded by Cain. Now, the first one, although we hear that Irad was born to Enoch, but the meaning of his name is totally negative. It is based on the name Ir, which is city. In Hebrew, it is Irad. And the verb Rada, which we have discussed in Genesis 1, to rule, to have dominion over. Now, why the author did not call Irad? because then it would have sounded feminine. So he masculinized the combination of Eir 
and radar. So IRAD reflects what happens in the city and then the following names reflect the destruction of the city. And again, all this will come together into Lamech, which is a metathesis of Melech. So the original text is very important because it already, for an ear that hears the original, the message is already there in the language itself that all these are unto disappearance, destruction, and one more time, this will be sealed, will be sealed in chapter five, where all these names disappear from the genealogy. The only two that remain, but salvaged, as I shall say later, are Enoch and Lamech. But let's be patient until we get there so we would understand what happened with them. The third one is Cain, but he is salvaged under the name Canaan. So if my hearers can go ahead and read the book, you know, it will prepare us to understand what's going on. Now, I would like to go back to the beginning of verse 18, where we hear, was born Irad, Irad was born to Hanok. And please notice that even there, the verb is in the Hofal. It's very hard to translate. In other words, technically, Hanok gave birth in the fifth form, causality, to Irad. That's why Hanok will still be salvaged. But the other three are bad news, not only in the meaning of the names, but also in the verb. Irad yalad et mehuyael, which is strange because as I said, it's only a woman who yalad. And the text is throwing a punch in the face of Irad that he's not doing the matter correctly, that's why his son shall be erased. The following one is also Yalad. And the last one is also Yalad before Lamech. So let's hear this verse in Hebrew. The first one was born, but again, it's the passive of the fifth form. So it's okay, that's how a child comes from his father. But with the other three, we have active in a, if you like, scandalous, incorrect, uh, ungodly, let's call it way, three times. And this is the only three exceptions in the Bible so one cannot say, ah, you see, Father Paul, that also men can give birth. 
because this text is conceived in that way. Notice, the first one is correct, and the following three are incorrect to show you that this is the wrong way. It cannot be so, whatever the macho men imagine that they give life. Let's go back to how Ha'adam called his wife the mother of life, the mother of living beings. And the culmination will come, may God grant us a few weeks to get there to chapter 6, and I would urge everyone, I believe that this is my masterpiece, how I handle the first verses of chapter 6 in the original, where you have a direct upper hand cut punch in the face of the machoism of males which controlled society from the beginning. So these texts really prepare for the story of Sarah that conceives from God, not only with God as Eve, because Abraham was very old. And as I say, the text does not say that he slept with Sarah because they both laughed. Why should they sleep together? But the text says that Abraham slept with Hagar. So Sarah ultimately is the gift of God directly. And that's why the only other place outside Genesis where Sarah is mentioned by name is Isaiah in conjunction with the heavenly Zion that is the mother of the children of God. So really, again, I remember when Father Timothy Lowe read my book, said, great, Father Paul, you have good news in your book. You're telling us that the whole message of the Bible is in Genesis 1 through 4. So from now on, all I have to do is to read 1 through 4 once a year. I said, no, Tim. The reason is that for you to understand 1 through 4, Genesis 1 through 4, you have to read the rest of the Bible. <laughs> and this is how the Bible is conceived powerfully. So, again, very quickly, and I'll wait for your questions. All these names have meanings, and again, refer to my book, plus the verbs regarding giving birth, and one will realize why. I mean, one cannot guess, but one later will remember all that I have explained now, when in chapter 5, Cain is nowhere to be found, Irad Mehujael and Methushael are nowhere to be found, and Enoch and Lamech have a specific function there. Enoch, as we shall see, is completely renewed. He is the most important among the ten people from Adam to Noah. You know that he lived the perfect life, 365. That's why we don't hear that he died. He walked with God and he was no more. 
Lamech is more complicated, so we have to wait until five. And Cain is salvaged through Canaan that are from the same root. But as such, he disappears. And let me end by saying that between the so-called genealogy of Cain, I say so-called because we don't hear the word Toledot on purpose. We have the Toledot of Adam in five, but the link of which we shall speak next time and we shall discuss in detail, although it's two verses, but they are really the hinge, the anchor between the Toledot of the heavens and earth and the Toledot of Adam, meaning that Cain is nowhere to be found. It is the one whom Cain killed Abel that is replaced by Seth. So Abel obviously disappears, but it's Seth that takes his place. And this is how the three lines the one from Cain, the one from Adam to Enosh through Seth, and the one from Adam to Noah are linked together and they are put in this particular sequence functionally again. Functionally is very important in our approach to the Bible. We have this Enoch that goes from a human being to a city and this problem with the city. But then a few generations later, we have Yabal, the one who's the father of the ones who dwell in tents and have cattle. So we have this movement from the original city and the concretizing of this human being. Then a few generations later into the one who is, it seems, the proto-shepherd. Yes, let's go for practicality. Even cities you don't find orchards and trees and so on in New York City, but the people there have to eat. You eat from the ground and the cattle and so on. We should never forget that. That is why way back until the Middle Ages, until today, you don't have a city without a surrounding land and cattle and trees. It's impossible. Now, today you cannot see it because the trees of New York City are in Iowa. But until the 20th century, I mean, go back to Europe. That's what you find. Remember the manor in the Middle Ages. So there is no city per se. That's why cities, when the gates were closed, they had the towers where they would put the food. Where does the food come? Is from the land. So anyway, I'm thankful for your question because you could see the build up under Lamech in verses 19 to 24. First thing, you have two children coming from the same mother, Ada. Very smart, the text, actually intelligent. You have tents and cattle, and then the lyre and pipe. The lyre and pipe is the level between tents and cattle and the instruments of bronze and iron. Remember, in the Middle Ages, the troubadours, the people who carried 
these songs and stories and sung tales and so on would go from city to city and so on. I mean, the text is fantastic that you have a gradation, a movement, meaning that when you hear the totality of the text with functionality, as I say, and I repeat, one should always remember the other hand of the combination, which is totality. It's like now, you will never understand fully what the author meant with this particular genealogy until you get to the one of Seth and then the one of Adam and then the one of Noah. So within this total context, the author is intelligently telling you the trouble is the culmination, the movement and the culmination of how the human being dealt with the gift of God, which is the Adama, and he lives there in tents, and then the cattle live with him, and then the expression of social life, lyre and pipe, but then suddenly you have the forger of all instruments. Well, by the way, since we are there, you have again to go back to my book, where I say that this forger is obviously Alexander, because for me, the Bible is a totality. I discuss this in Genesis, in this book, and I refer to my commentary on the pastoral letters, where out of the blue, we have the name Alexander the blacksmith. It's powerful. The New Testament is in Greek, and this is found only in these two places. And guess what? The blacksmith or the smith, if you like, in the pastoral letters is other than Alexander. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.